0: thing. We'll get started. Um, I, I said, I'll just make a quick little con- comment. I said that this would be a short lesson this morning, and it went a little long because we got really into that first question and other uh, things that are attached to it, okay? But we'll start now. We'll see, see where we go. We'll start with a word of prayer. So, um, excuse me. So, um. Excuse me. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Um. Almighty and most 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 most. Excuse me. Most merciful God preserve us from all harm and danger that we being ready in both body and soul may cheerfully accomplish what you have done what what you what you what you want done through Jesus Christ your son our Lord who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit um, one God and now and forever Mm -hmm. amen after a long day it's kind of tough to get through the basics but we're going to be okay so this last session titled closing uh session 17 the focus is that paul warns the romans against false teachers uh, and encourages them to remain steadfast in their, their mission through the gospel. Um, so Paul's closing words to the Romans have stirred significant controversy in recent years. And it's, keep in mind, this was published uh, back in 2002, so... Even it would probably even draw more controversy nowadays, right? Uh, has stirred significant controversy in recent years. That's because he mentions two issues that modern Christians continue to debate: the role of women in the church and the boundaries of Christian Christian. Excuse me, Christian Christian fellowship. All right. So the role of women in Roman society. Who would like to read those two, uh, two short paragraphs before we go on to that first question? I'll read them. Okay.
1: Like the Palestinian Jews, the Gentile Romans had clearly defined roles for women. For example, Roman women could not vote or hold public office. However, unlike Palestinian Jewish women, they could choose to marry and divorce much like men. They held property rights, and Roman leaders believed that women should be educated. In Romans 16, Paul calls women his fellow workers. Again and again, he lauds women for their service to the Lord and his people. Three times he describes women as working hard in the Lord, an expression that literally means to wear oneself out.
0: So briefly reflect on the role women play in your congregation and what tasks might not get done without the efforts of 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 women so
1: well a whole lot of people wouldn't get fed yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's right
0: yep wouldn't get fed and in what way can you be specific about that so what kind of way is well,
1: that i mean like when we have our like the reformation we have and then luncheons and things that we do mm-hmm. i mean it's basically the women that are doing the food portion of it mm-hmm. the men set up the tables and do all that stuff sure. too yeah. but the women more of the women prepare the food at home than the men do mm-hmm. you know
0: okay Yeah. good example and you've
1: got alice she's a secretary mm-hmm. she's the secretary of the church hmm yeah, yeah the altar guild setting up for communion altar guild taking it down Mm -hmm. that's
0: right yeah and that's and, and and you know different churches do it differently there are other churches where like the where like the elders set up and take down communion so it's like in our congregation we do have the altar guild where the ladies do um do that service which is which is greatly appreciated for sure um
1: and they launder the, the, the linens and Yeah, the pyramids like and things, things like,
0: that. like yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, you take care of uh, the things in the chancel and whatnot, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: but if women weren't around, the guys would do that.
0: It's <laughs> true. <laughs>
1: there would probably be a lot more We find somebody else to do it. <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> we would that out. Yeah, we'd, uh, it's like yeah. We, we pay somebody yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah, we call them in. <laughs> well, depending on what it is, right? It would always be pizza. You know, just had
2: it delivered. <laughs> 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 any other any other thoughts on that one? Yeah, my answer, I also had Ultra Guild, playing to the music, counting the money. Mm-hmm. And I have mm-hmm. to give kudos to my daughter who does all three of them. Oh, I'm yeah. so
3: proud of her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any other thoughts on Yeah, Yeah, def- definitely. I mean, we... It's become... And this is, this is where we might get off the rails. We'll see. We'll see if y'all want me to or not. Uh, not that I'm going to blame you. But so I, I, I just want to make a point to say, what do you think the world would say to us if they, well, I can probably tell you, give you, give you an ex- example. What, what would you say to somebody coming in from the outside and, and, you know, someone who's not a Christian or just not, you know, uh, whatever, not keen on on the goings on of our church, but also what Scripture has to say about the roles of men and women. They might come in here and say, that's all the women do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all they do. What would you say to somebody like that if if that's
1: a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) I mean that's all they do. They do a lot. lot. Y'all do all do it. We struggle trying to find a council
1: president every two years. Yeah.
0: Because we're mostly women in this congregation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well so I mean that that brings up another another question Mm -hmm. that is worth asking, especially in our day and age, because so many churches have answered it, I think, in the wrong way. Uh, but what do you do when you have that need of a council president and you don't really have a whole lot of men to choose from uh, because you're mostly women? Do without. You,
1: yeah, we came
0: from... <laughs> What's that? Do without. Do without. <laughs>
2: That's where I was going. You just don't yeah. keep the position open until it's filled. Yeah, okay.
1: We came from a, a large... Most in a Lutheran church uh-huh. with women elders uh-huh. and women serving communion because they said the men wouldn't do it, <sighs> and
0: they, they never could will and, and they, they will. never. And that's they, 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 they never uh, will because you because they, do it as long as women don't it. <laughs> no. so. That's right, and 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 I I know I'm I know I'm among good company here, so I can I can speak freely about these things. But yeah, um, if the women decide. Well, we got to do it because the men just won't. They never will. That's
1: right. They That's never right. will do You're it. Wrong.
0: They never will do it. And um,
1: I was amazed. Yeah. I was amazed.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. And and, and um, well, it, it, I get nervous talking about this stuff, and it's not because I'm not well versed in what I should be saying. It's because I know exactly what I should be saying, but I'm nervous because i'm a col- i'm I'm a product of my culture that has always told me that you know basically i I think one of our false gods today is equality mm-hmm. um egalitarianism uh that 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 just because a woman is good enough to do the job she should be doing a man's job where she ought to or where she could and it's like well, what about the church you see I'm seeing some faces like what yeah um does that sound? Am I off base in saying that our culture is trying to say that um, just because a woman is more qualified than a man in some respects means that she's the one for the job necessarily? You no, know, the Bible tells you what to do. I mean, pretty cut and dry there. Yeah, in the church. In the church,
1: it's explained.
0: Right, and and we're going to talk a little bit more about the and like women's roles and things like that a little bit more. It's just it brings it up, so I feel like it's a pertinent topic that we need to really discuss it on some level. And we're not gonna we're not gonna get to the bottom of it here, but we we can at at least tap into it to say, what does Scripture say, and who who does the I don't know who is the world mad at? Are they mad at us? Or are they mad at God and his word and what he lays out pretty clearly about they're, the roles of men they're mad at God. and women? They're mad at God. Yes, they are mad at God and his word. And we are just given to be faithful to what God says. And know that it is blessed when we are faithful to what God says, right? Uh, and the world's going to slander us for it, right? They're going to say, you're Neanderthals, you're dinosaurs. Which, if that's the case, then rar, mm-hmm. I guess. You know, It's like, I mean, come on. Call me, call me what you want. I really don't care because God's word is actually very clear on these things. And that's not to say, I mean, we are often enti- enticed by the world to jump on the bandwagon for things like being permissive about how women serve in capacities that they're really not given to serve in. Uh, like elders or, you know, council presidents. And, and it's really hard to say that because we're in a church body that we are in communion with other churches that have those things, mm-hmm. right? Um, and women communion assistants and readers and things like that. And people will say, well, that's misogynistic, that you don't think that women should, you know, do these do, do these things in the church. And I just say, I mean— misogynism is, 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 a, is a deflated argument. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know what you're talking about because God's very clear about these things. Um, so I, I, I point that out because it, that's like the elephant in the room as far as the culture is concerned. And that's not to say that what the women do, do in this church and in a lot of churches like ours is not despised at all. It is very much appreciated, and it is wonderful. And just because the women do things with the potluck, but they don't assist with Holy Communion, in the sense that they don't distribute the elements alongside the pastor, right, doesn't mean that they're despised. Right? Or their job
1: is less important. Or it's <laughs> less
0: important. If they're part of the body, yeah. and the body is supporting itself in multitude of ways. It's just like the heart's, the heart can't say to... The pinky I don't need you right mm-hmm. and even though the pinky doesn't seem like it's doing all that much I mean without the pinky things would be a lot harder right uh, it's 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 one of the but in that sense the parts of the body that are seen as despised are actually the exalted ones in that sense too yeah yeah anyways yeah, any was, thoughts on that when I
2: was president the first go around at this church you know Dwayne Cheeseman was the head elder and I made a comment I think it was in a council meeting or something you know He'll be, he's one of the elders. He'll be up there, and, you know, during the service or whatever, parading around or whatever. But the altar guild is like doing their things behind the scenes. In God's eyes, he's smiling at both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no difference. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, because they're doing what they're given to do. All right?
2: Part
1: yeah. Every little
0: piece. Yeah. They're given, they're, they're doing what they're given to do. Yeah, so I mean, and, and so that's, I bring all this up, not that it's anything that we're going to be debating about here, but something I just want to reinforce for y'all that that um, it's it's not, don't ever be ashamed to confess what God says on any level, right? Don't ever be ashamed if the world's trying to make you think that you need to think twice about what God says, Stick with what God says first and foremost. Oh yeah, and you'll get the uh, you're a male showing this pig all the time. So mm-hmm. well, okay. God bless you. Okay, you know, <laughs> go in peace. You know, uh, that's fine. But yeah. it's
1: like they they on other things they they pick and choose what they want to believe out of the Bible. So why shouldn't they go after that
0: too? Yeah, the women, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I mean, so I I was. Yeah, and it's true, um, and that's and that's where a lot of other, you know, mainline Protestant denominations have gone awry because they will pick and choose what they want to hold as authoritative from Scripture, and they'll say something along the lines of, "Well, you know, Paul was just talking about his context and his time, and it's really kind of funny because it's like, well, I mean." what is it, in 1 Corinthians 14, where, and this is not part of the study, but First Corinthians 14, 33 through 38, um, where he says, um, uh, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Let your women keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but they are to be submissive as the law also says, And if they want to learn something, let them ask their own husbands at home, for it is shameful for women to speak in church. Or did the word of God come uh, from you originally, or was it you that it only reached? If anyone thinks himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things which I write to you are the commandments of the Lord. But if anyone is ignorant, let him be ignorant. (laughs) You know, it's just like, how can you just say, well, that was just Paul and his context and his time and his culture? Ooh, I don't think so. I don't think so. When you start doing that, I know that the slippery slope is a logical fallacy. You know, or at least they say it is. It seems to be a real thing to me. You know, it's like, well, if you go down that path, it's just one thing after the other going down, down, down. It's like, I think the slippery slope is starting to be a real thing. I don't think you can call it a logical fallacy anymore. Uh, I get the point, but... When you start to pick and choose what you're going to say is authoritative from the word of God, you wind up with a whole bunch of holes and only what you want to agree to, right? And um, we got to be careful about these things, right? We got to be very careful about how we read these things and how we apply them because there's one side that certainly can go too far in one direction. And we all know what that is. It's just that, you know, well, women just don't do anything in the church. Right? You can go that, That I, I've heard of churches like that. Like the women just don't do anything. They don't do anything. They just show up on Sunday and that's all. They probably pray. They don't do anything else. That's one side. And that's the side I think that gets like harangued at the most. Like, well, you just want us to be like that. It's like, okay, well, how about let's take a look at that and say, yeah, that's my, maybe a little bit too far. But that's like a small minority Whereas the majority of the churches, even in the LCMS, have gone in the opposite direction. Yeah. Uh, and just been very, very permissive instead of actually asking the questions. Well, no, let's actually talk about what the roles are and what's appropriate and what's wise and what's helpful and what's not. Yeah. Um, thoughts on that? <laughs> Can of worms opened, I guess, maybe. Amen. 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 <laughs>
2: All right, all right. Well, I yeah. think I think the men are always going to get the blame for everything anyway. Yeah. I know, I know when I was in Zion over here as a man, mm-hmm. they started, oh, the girls are going to start acolyting. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, you know, the boys usually acolyted, and then one Sunday the girls were scheduled, and none of them showed up.
0: <laughs>
2: the pastor comes down on me and the the other boys out there say, "How come you didn't go out there and act like well it wasn't my turn?" Mm-hmm. So we get the we got the blame and it wasn't even yeah. our fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> well, It's not
0: funny? And and that just yeah, but so, it's like,
1: the the high, you know you got God, you got blame God. Well, who's next? It's the men. We got to blame them.
0: You know, so <laughs> yeah, it goes down the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the What's what's isn't that kind. Sorry, I just I just have to point out the irony. Isn't that just ironic? That, uh, not not to be too like snide or or, or um, what you know, not to be too uh, petty or whatever. But isn't that just ironic? It's just like well, well, we we need to elevate the women, but as soon as they don't do what they're supposed to do, we blame the men. You know. Well, that's isn't, what happened in that. Isn't that kind of ironic? It's just like, well, wait a minute. Whose responsibility is this? I mean, yeah. Anyway, so it's, it's just, I don't want this to turn into a, a battle of the sexes either. You know, I don't, I don't want this to be men versus women. I don't, I don't want this to be men despising women because the culture says certain things about men or whatever. I want there to be harmony. And I want us to you know, I, I want us all to be of the same mind of us embracing the roles that God has given us, and that includes building up the men to lead as they should, and uh, the women to, you know, be the helpers that God has given them to be. right? And, and, and again, I, I am fighting tooth and nail against my sinful flesh right now, because I am raised in the culture that has told me, you don't talk like that, you're going to upset the women, you know? No, um I agree with them. What's that? Not a real woman. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Frank. Yeah, um, it's just kind of funny. I, I yeah, I, I, bring that up, and we can we can move on from here if y'all don't want to talk about it more. But yeah.
1: What do you mean you don't say that because it's gonna upset the woman? You don't say what?
0: What I just said about men. Men are higher. Than men women. should lead, mm-hmm. and women should help them. Oh, don't say that because it's gonna upset. That's the woman. Oh. that's what my that's what that's what my. My instinct is that I've been conditioned in this culture to to think, you don't say those things because you don't want to upset the women.
1: If you've got a Christian woman who believes in the Bible, yes. they're not going to upset her. Yes, that's true. Eat more I
0: know. That's why that's I said, that's why I have to say I have to fight against my sinful flesh because my sinful flesh does not want me to say, What's true, or what God's word says to be true, or anything like that. Right there. Yeah, I know it's right there, but I'm just saying. I'm not saying it makes sense. <laughs> that's exactly what Frank said. You know, that's the way. That's the it should be. That's the way it is. That's, what well, it is. that's yeah. the way it is. That's the way tells
1: We've got our place. Y'all have your place. Yeah, and what's really together.
0: what's really funny. But I think when I first got here, I kind of started. I was, I was kind of feeling out how people th- felt about this before I went full bore on it. You know, cause I figured that was a wise thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, test the waters a little bit. And when I said, yeah, I think men should lead more. I think it was Linda Roberts that was just like, yeah, they should. <laughs> and, I, and, I was, and I was like, yeah, Linda. All right. Yeah, of course. And and she was just like, she was like, so and I told her and I think it was like in one of the in one of my first classes or whatever, I said, yeah, I mean, you want to know why men? You know who's to blame, really, for men not leading? Yeah. You blame the men, sure. and she goes, "I've been wanting, uh, I've been wanting to know who I can blame for these things." <laughs> I was just like, and I was like, "Yeah, I was like, it's it's our responsibility. We've we've abandoned our responsibility as as you know what God has given us to do, and mm-hmm. um and and when somebody else does it, we're just like, okay, well then, what's the point of me doing it? You know, um, and, and and so, but there's. And it's funny because I, I mentioned it this morning and I said, you know, you need to have men who know what it means to be a good man, to follow the example of Jesus Christ as the perfect man. Um, and, and, and somebody said, you know, it's like, that's the problem today. That's the problem. You don't have enough good men being good men. And I said, that's true. But let's also be careful. I think you're probably going to have a harder time talking to women, certain women maybe, about how it's just like, okay, you need to submit, right? You need to submit to your husband. And it's just like, and as soon as you start talking about submission <laughs> in this day and age for women, it's just like, you better, you better be ready, you better be, you better be on your toes to duck and cover, you know, because something's coming at you. Um, they took
4: you know, out I mean, of the wedding ceremonies to, to live and obey. No.
0: And no, we it, still have it. I know, but I mean, most. Mm-hmm. most I haven't read wedding. Yeah, had it for a yeah. long time. A lot of them. A lot of them don't have, which is kind well, of. funny. And it used to be i now to Mister and Missus. That went away too. <laughs> well, I, I. Yeah, if I was ever to conduct a, a a a wedding, it would be by the book, and if it wasn't biblical enough, I would supplement it for sure. So. <laughs> I have a question. Yes, ma'am. Do you have a problem with women Sunday school teachers? Um, You know, that's the thing. Is like people people always want to ask, where do you draw the line? And I don't think that's – it sounds like a helpful question. Where do you draw the line? Do you draw the line at uh, women Sunday school teachers, you know, or up to a certain point, like when the boys get confirmed, now they have to learn from the men? I mean, I don't – People will say that. I don't know if that's altogether helpful. What I will say is that women do need to teach. um, And whether or not that's children, I think that's a good thing to ask. I think that they should for sure teach their own children. And if they don't have their own children, they should teach other people's children. But when it comes to that, I think we should also have men be encouraged to be Sunday school teachers as well. You don't need to have a full, full on one or the other. I think, honestly, if I were to have it, I would like to see girls only by like girls only Sunday school with the women teaching the girls and boys only Sunday school with the men teaching the boys, up to a certain age, of course, right? And then you bring them all together for the men to teach all the kids once they're like confirmed or something like that. I think that would be the best thing. Uh, That's how it was when I was a kid, actually. my dad taught uh, Sunday school for the boys um, and honestly you find out that the boys pay a lot more attention when it's a man teaching mm-hmm. so if yes, if sure. yeah. if for lack of a like if for nothing else effectiveness in teaching that's probably something to, something to consider for sure right um, yeah, I, and that's that's just acknowledging our god-given, are um, God given abilities and qualifications that that boys listen to men more than they do like their moms or whatever you know.
2: Yeah. Well, that's going to be example of it. But if I wanted to mention names, can
0: you turn the recorder on? <laughs> you can. You can just. No, I can't. I can't pause it or anything. I gotta. I gotta do a whole like stop and start thing. It's a whole new file. And, yeah. Well, I'll leave it generic. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> we'll guess. <laughs> no.
2: We had a uh, Woman, Sunday school teacher, and there was one kid in there, a boy, that she couldn't handle. Mm-hmm. And she came to me and said, I, "I just can't deal with this kid." And I said, "Okay, I'll take over." Yeah, and we <laughs> we had some go arounds, all right. Oh yeah, but you know, I did it for the year. Yeah, and I think probably for the better.
3: Yeah,
0: good, and that's scriptural. You know, I mean that the the women. You see, like, in uh, uh, Paul's writings to the young pastors, Titus and Timothy, he tells them, you know, to have the women admonish the younger women to be um, good wives and to take care of their household and to do all these things that are good and God-pleasing. But you don't see him saying, you know, the women need to admonish the men for these things, right? Um, And, like... It's it's all about understanding this, I think. And it's fundamental. And then we can probably move on unless you'll have more to say. But it's fundamental that we inherently, within our sinful flesh, despise uh, the order that God has put in place. Yeah. Um,
3: and oh. subordination that goes along with that. Yeah. Uh, I've explained to you, I've did, uh, through the years, did a lot of teaching mm-hmm. of women. And... Um, So often, when something would come up about taking over, and why, and they said, Well, if he won't do it, I've got to do it. If my husband won't take care of the finance, I have to. If he won't discipline the children, I have to. I have to. And it's, uh, and I think it's part of being a woman. A man is designed to lead. Mm-hmm. and God provided a woman to be at his side to assist. Yeah, to help. Yeah. helpmate. Yeah. And uh, uh, like Ephesians 5, it says wives should submit and then explains uh, go into detail about how Christ gave, gave his life for the church right. and the husband should give his life for the woman that's right, and then the next line says, and wives respect your husband. I think that that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. They that's don't respect part. them, so they <laughs> say, Okay, I've got to do it, I'll be in charge. Yeah. And if they don't, uh, women want to I think it through and say, I can do it better than,
0: than he can. yeah. But yeah, and, and I think that goes back to what I was saying that like we. We inherently despise the order that God has mm-hmm. created. Uh, I mean, I mean, God's God's declaration to the woman in Genesis just becomes more and more true every day. That that the man will reign over you, and and you will desire his position. Basically, like you will be trying to overcome him all the time, but he will reign over you. And and, and it's just like that's just the way it's supposed to be. And when you say that. It makes the old Adam, the sinful flesh, just raise its hackles. You know. Sometimes, though, that
3: that reference, mm-hmm. your desire shall be for him, mm-hmm. it is interpreted yes, sexually, right. And they don't yeah. realize it's an attitude, and your desire will be for his office, his yeah. position. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. speaking of teaching uh, uh, the boys, I had a situation where. Um, a young man was uh, ready for confirmation he was having learning difficulties he uh, in school he was classified as a second grader or, or not even that okay. he was in specials ed and uh, the other kids the boy uh, in particular the boys were, Beating up of him, he was a football that they were tossing around yeah. and taking advantage of, yeah. and he didn't know how to respond to anyone. And I don't. Uh, Dave told, suggested that I teach him. He wasn't able to memorize this by, uh, c- catechism and all of this. But we talked about it, what it meant, and he told me. And then it was set up so that after he'd finished the commandments, then he would sit down with the pastor and one or two elders and talk about it to yeah. him so that he could show that he understood. Uh, the Bible might say, I've not committed adultery, but he says, don't sleep with her unless she's your wife. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's got something very practical very to Very say. concrete, yeah. He yeah, understood yeah. it, mm-hmm. yeah. but it took a lot of patience. Yeah. And I worked with him as a, a tutor in helping him, learning to read, focusing, yeah. because he didn't have any. Uh, he had been, been pushed to the side in yeah. every way in the school yeah. system and publicly, Hmm. And everything. He ended up graduating from high school Good. and Good. getting a, a job as custodian, at something that he could do. Sure. So yeah. he, uh, but in the beginning, he wouldn't look me in the eye, he wouldn't respond in any way, hmm. and you couldn't have anybody come in and say, This is the way it is, this is God's word, now it's got to be. Hmm. I had to. Yeah, take all and be patient, yeah. You, and I think that was using the gifts that God had given me as a woman to be empathetic to Him and to help Him and guide mm-hmm. Him to understand what it, what God is saying rather than being ridiculed because He couldn't memorize those verses. Mm-hmm. He needed a more compassionate yeah. method. And that that's part of the difference that, that God established yeah. mm-hmm. He didn't talking? he didn't boss God didn't boss us. He just said this is the way I want it to be <laughs> and if we don't listen, we get ourselves in trouble all over.
1: You now you're saying that the boys listened more to the male teacher mm-hmm. than they do mm-hmm. teaching school I can that's very obvious mm-hmm. that boys listen to the coach more mm-hmm. and male teachers more mm-hmm. it's just an instinct mm-hmm. and you can't you can't force that out of people yeah that's their instinct yeah it is what it is yeah yeah
3: I wonder if all this transgender stuff <laughs> and questioning it if that is going to be Interfere with that. It's in your DNA.
1: Uh,
3: yeah. You know
0: that's a yeah. whole other issue. Oh, yeah. We can no. we can talk about that. stuff so <laughs> well, I
3: history, I felt like a
4: woman. <laughs> oh, Frank. Uh, all I did was shop for shoes all day, and I over <laughs> all
1: day. <laughs> now you know the fun we have.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah.
4: yeah. No, I taught high school uh, Sunday school to these kids. I've known them all all their lives, and you probably know Mike Sauer, right? Mike. At the, at the shop. He just recently retired at uh, 70, but he was in my high school class I was teaching. He was a wild, answer. rambunctious kid, and he had all his—I all mean, it was full. We had a packed house in there. He had all of the kids. They are all high school kids, and uh, the funny part about it, he was showing off all the time for me mm-hmm. until one day, uh, you know, about the second week. he's into this cycle, I told him I was going to take him outside and spank, his leg, spank him like spank like his mama should have done, and that embarrassed him so bad. Now he never he came back and everything, but he changed his tune totally. Yep. But that was out of out of place in Sunday school. But he believed me. Yep. And uh, sometimes you have to have that authority. Yeah. To take him out by the ear and.
2: Straighten them out. <laughs> yeah. No, back to, back to the, you know, like, man-wife thing, you know, you, sure. if you got a man that's, you know, sorry, 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 and I see a lot of them in the communities that I go through, they don't want to feed their kids or getting drunk every night or whatever. Right. Not every night. Every other <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see where yeah, it's yeah. easy for a woman to say, forget you, I'm leaving. It may yeah. be you have to drag them down to the bottom of the earth, be homeless for about three years, and they'll come around.
0: I mean, you just yeah. don't leave. What's that? You don't leave, uh, like, wait, divorce. With the men? Divorce. Oh, no, like no, Divorce. Witness. You know that has become a big issue which we can we can get into some other time but yeah I think that that divorce has become way too commonplace and we should not uh, be so readily uh, available to excuse things that ought not to be excused uh, when it comes to di- well, things that like when divorce. you take all the ceremony out like
4: uh, to love and obey and to you mean the word of God to do his part and all that yeah. stuff
0: no yeah well, I mean it's so yeah um, our culture. Let's just let's just be blunt about this. Our culture, the world hates God, and he hates his world, his word. He hates the order that he's created. He hates everything that he has done for the goodness of us. The world hates us, and it hates God, and it hates everything that he has done so much so that it does all that it can to even entice those in the church to go along with what the world wants. Because, I I mean. I don't know. It's, it's really discouraging, um, when you even have stuff, which is, I hate to say this, but, but I, in our new small catechism explanation stuff, you know, the, the one that's the blue bound one with the, the red spine, it's, most of it's very, very good in the explanation part in the back. The one thing that I will say is pretty atrocious is the part in the back where it's talking about, um, divorce, and specifically this one part where it says that um, you can legitimately see, and I'm paraphrasing, so let me just be clear on that, but it says essentially that if a husband abuses his wife physically or emotionally, that um, that is considered malicious desertion. And grounds for divorce. What? Where does it appear in the Bible? It doesn't appear in the Bible. That's the problem. Oh yeah, that's Define
3: right, emotional abuse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: There's all these things, and and, and so, that's so what marriage is emotional. Abuse. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Thank you for the levity. No, it's good. Yeah. No. Yeah. So that's one thing. Like, it's crept into even our small catechism explanation, which is why. Most of you know, un, unless it's with kids, I I won't address that, or I, I I may I may address that specifically and say that's not right. Uh, but like you know, any adult uh, adult instruction that I'm going to do, I'll I'll get what CPH has brought together, which is uh, combined small and large catechism into one bound volume and just say. Here, if you want to know more than what the small catechism says, let's look and see what the large catechism has to say. And you can talk to me and I'll explain things better for you. But I'm not just going to go off of a, a, a catechism explanation from somebody else um, that doesn't really cover the topic very well and those sorts of things. So what I, what, I, what I mean to say and kind of to pull it back a little bit here is that we are, as a culture and, and, and society and country, so confused if we may know what men and women are you know what's that that, there's there's that documentary put out by um matt walsh or whatever from the daily wire what is a woman Mm -hmm. you know he just goes around asking people what is a woman what is a woman and and uh most of the time it winds up in like a circular definition that a woman is a person who feels like a woman it's like you use the word to define the word that, you can't do that. That's, that's, that's not how things work. So the bottom line is, is that, isn't that amazing? We have to have a guy go, go around asking people what a woman is these days. But even so, even though you may know what a woman is, there is still confusion about their roles. Along with and, and if you can't understand what a woman's role is, you don't really know what a man's role is either. So it's sad that we have to talk about these things. But hey, let's talk about them. Right? And let's see what God's word has to say about it and not be ashamed of that. But the thing is, is that we all have our roles to play, and we shouldn't be ashamed of whatever roles we have, right? And that God has given to us, Yeah. You know? So I say that because we need to keep moving on here. Great discussion so far. Um, great discussion. We're going to get into probably more of it as we go through this part, right? Yeah. Um, so who wants to read those next three paragraphs from our study uh, up, up up to the chart that's on the next page?
2: During the 1970s, as a part of the women's liberation movement, some Bible interpreters asserted that Junius, a female apostle, oh, was a female apostle, mm-hmm. These interpreters argued that no one had heard of the Apostle Junius before the male clergy in the early church suppressed her legacy and the legacy of other female ministers. The term Apostle literally means sent one and carries a special mission emphasis. Jesus, the Apostle, sent from the Father, who sends out his Apostles, In the New Testament, Apostle usually referred to one of the famous 12 followers of Jesus and Paul. This title was a reminder that these men were sent by Christ and authoritatively spoke his words, even as he was sent by the Father and spoke the Father's words. These Apostles are the first examples of how Jesus established the pastoral office in order to continue and extend his shepherding of his flock, the church. However, here are a few examples of pastors called to apostles who are not numbered with the 12. And it references Acts and 1 Thessalonians. When Paul says that Junius is outstanding among the apostles, he most likely means that her work is well known among them. Grammatically among the apostles does not have to mean that Junius or Androchicus stands in the rank of yeah. apostolic apostolic uh, yep. leadership. Apostolic, yep. They never appear in any f- list of apostles. We never hear of other women serving such as a such a calling. Paul certainly values the service of Junius, but in his other letters he continues to distinguish roles for men and women. And references Corinthians, Ephesians, Timothy. Mm-hmm. We should not interpret the Apostles' comments about Junius against the rest of his writings.
0: Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where he's very clear <laughs> about things, right? Um, and so we see on that next uh, part, the, the next page, women in Romans 16, that table, and then further information about them. Uh, Priscilla, or Prisca, uh, in chapter 16, verses 3 through 5, Paul's fellow worker in Christ Jesus she risked her life for Paul. All Gentile churches are grateful for her. Priscilla's husband, Aquila, was a tent maker of Jewish background. They were among the Jews expelled from Rome by Emperor Claudius in AD 49, moved to Corinth, where they met Paul, uh, see that in Acts 18, 1-3. Later, established a house church at Ephesus, see that in 1 Corinthians 16, 19, and clarified the gospel for the great preacher Apollos, Acts 18, 18-28. In AD 55 or 56, they moved back to Rome and hosted a church at their home. Priscilla is often listed before her husband, as in 2 Timothy 4.19, which may reflect a higher social status. Um, And one thing I want to add about Priscilla, because it's like, you're going to get this from time to time, where it's just like, well, can't women teach something? I mean, look at Priscilla. She taught... Uh, she was she she helped uh, clarify the gospel for um, the for the great preacher Apollos. You see that in Acts eighteen. But what I don't think you understand also is that it, it says in Acts eighteen that they clarified things for him. That's Priscilla and her husband both were talking with him in just conversation. Right? It's not like that. Like this was formal teaching that she did for him right so it's something to keep in mind right this is this is all this is a descriptive way that apollos uh learned more about the gospel by talking to these two people in conversation it is not a pre it is not a prescription for how women ought to be teachers even over men right so i just wanted to point that out it's descriptive not prescriptive okay Uh, Mary, you see uh, Paul references her in verse 6 of chapter 16, a hard worker for the Roman Christians. Half a dozen women in the New Testament go by this name, which could be from the Hebrew Hebrew, mm, Miriam, or Latin family mm, Marius. There are no other references to this particular Mary. Junius, as we heard about, Earlier uh, seen in verse 7, partner of Andronicus, called Apostles called Paul's relative, imprisoned with Paul, outstanding among the apostles, converted to Christ before Paul. This Roman name is most likely feminine, but maybe masculine, although the church fathers agree that she was a woman. When Paul calls her a relative, he likely means that she is Jewish, and there are no other references to her. Uh, Trifena and Tryphosa, and verse 12 hard workers in the Lord uh, Greek names meaning dainty and dainty and d- d- and d- delicate since mentioned together they may be sisters or close relatives. the Roman Emperor Claudius had slaves by these names so Paul may greet them in Philippians 4:22 as the saints belonging to Caesar's household. Persis verse in verse 12, uh, a dear friend, a hard worker in the Lord. Her name means Persian. She probably had been brought to Rome as a slave. Mother of Rufus, in verse 13, acted as a mother to Paul, which probably means that Paul stayed with the family during uh, during mm, during mm, missionary trips. Rufus was a common Roman name. Uh, Mark 15, 21 mentions a Rufus in Judea, but he may be a different person. Bishop Polycarp of Smyrna mentions a Rufus who served as an example to the church at Philippi. Um, Julia, in verse 15, is greeted. a Common Roman name. There are no other references to her. And then sister of Nereus, in verse 15, is greeted and there are no other references to her. So... I think it's kind of funny. It drops this bomb about there being a dispute about whether Junius or Ju- Junius or Junia was and a was a female apostle. I, do y'all think that's? Do you think it's plausible that she was?
2: Well, didn't we have her mentioned in like lessons three, four, or five, or something, something like, like that? Four, yeah,
0: eight. yeah. There was like m- misunderstandings about what was actually written and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I just I just thought I'd revisit it briefly cuz I mean does that sound plausible that she was suppressed because the men didn't want the women to have the credit Sounds pretty Sounds pretty ridiculous Sounds pretty uncharitable <laughs> <laughs> Sounds sounds pretty uh um, yeah pretty ridiculous Um uh, but it's kind of funny cuz it's like you you'll 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 get that though you'll get this and under- it's like yeah I can see that happening like people who go to, you know, people who are Christians and who, you know, they'll say, Yeah, I can see that happening. You go, oh, beesh. I, I I hope not. But it's like, um I don't know. You because there was a prevailing thought, what, like when the Da Vinci Code came out, you remember that oh, yeah. book in that movie? It was terrible. Um, sorry. But it basically was saying that Mary Magdalene was really the secret wife of Jesus and also an apostle or something like that. It's like, give me a break, Dan Brown. I mean, that's, that's just so ridiculous. It's, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, look, um, it's not some grand conspiracy that we want to keep women down and in their place. Um, And it's, and and it's not something where like we're, that we hate women and that they're, and we want to make sure that we make sure that they're under our thumb and all this stuff like that. It's like, under Christianity, women were treated better than ever. Honestly, uh, the pagans would treat women horribly, even their own wives. Right in Christianity, we at least have, we at least say, and Paul definitely says, you know, in, in in Galatians that in in terms of salvation, there is no male or female. Right, we are all one in Christ. In that sense, that does not wipe away. The order of creation in this world, as far as who's given what to do and who's given the authority to do certain things, right? And and who's and who's given the gift of, uh, being the helper, right? Um. So it's it's just all this kind of stuff. I just wanted to ask that question because, you never know. Somebody might say, yeah, that sounds like it could make some sense. So it's not really a matter of uh, sex or gender,
4: whatever you, generation. You've yeah. I think it is a matter of uh, temperament, that each man has a different temperament than a woman. I mean, it's obvious. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't take insults. You know, we start wars, you know. We kill people, look at all the murders in this country. 99.9% of them are men.
0: Yeah.
4: It's because of their temperament, their genetic makeup that
0: was given to them by God.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And we're yeah. different. Yeah, and that that temperament has certainly been corrupted by sin, right? Oh, well, yeah, the so, old guy, he's right here with
4: us. He, yeah, yeah. He's corrupting me right now. Making, That's what I'm trying to say. So he's like,
0: making me say this. He made me wear this shirt. Glow <laughs> <laughs> in the dark. I just uh, yeah. I was wondering about Call that. Call me Frank. Nice. Frankenstein. Nice. You're ready for Halloween. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I yeah. There's the issue of temperament. There's the issue of agreeability. Women are more agreeable than men. It's just, it's just, and people will say, well, what about, yeah, okay, fine. There's like probably one woman who's not quite so agreeable as the others. It's fine. That's not the point. The exception does not make the rule, right? It's, it's about, you know, everything yeah. about us
4: is uh, like, what's a woman say to a teenage kid, you know, when he, misbehaving? You wait your daddy gets home. Yeah, because he's going to do something about it. you're yeah. not going to well, handle it. He he can handle you. And yeah, you can be used as a threat, and you can defend your home.
0: Well, well yeah, and things that you know are required. Well, why do you think why do you think it's such a big deal that we have? Um, this is I mean it's kind of interesting how much our civilization and society and our understanding has crumbled because we have crumbled in our understanding yes. of the family. We're not living up to our... What, well, hang on. Like, so what I mean by that is that we've crumbled in our understanding of the family because we don't understand the role of fathers anymore. Right. right? Uh, because when it says in the fifth commandment, right, um, uh, wait, sorry, fourth commandment. Honor your, honor your father, father, father and your mother. But it says the father first, right? Right. Um, that everything is an ex- everything including civil government and things like that are extensions of the, the father's office and you know it flows from the father in that sense. Uh, and now we have it's kind of interesting because you'll say, like you you said yourself, and I'll use it I'll use your example in a different way. You see all these examples of men being deadbeat dads or husbands or whatever, and they go and they, you know, waste what they earn and don't do this and that and the other, don't do the right things by their family. But the thing is is that it's funny because That mom will leave that man and say, my children don't have a father. But that's not true. Because most often times these women who leave their husbands who are deadbeats or, you know, drug addicts or whatever, and they leave and they say, I'm a single mom. Well, you still have a daddy. It's called the government. Right? The government is that children's father. You know, are those kids daddy now? And so even in that sense, you don't just have single moms in that sense. You do have the government acting as the father. And think about that can of worms that opens up, right? So it's just something to think about, you know, that we've so degraded the understanding of family, children, the, the harmony that should be found in the household, so much so that we farm these offices out to other people. And sometimes you have those situations where you know, you, you where the mom has to get her kids out of a bad situation, but that doesn't mean they don't have a father anymore. If they don't get welfare, then they should, you know, they should have a father role in, you know, uh, a male in the family, you know, a grandpa, a cousin, uh, somebody like that, right, who's who's filling that gap. Because otherwise it's, 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 it's going to get filled by somebody else and you don't want to find out who that person is. Right? Um So, I, I say all that to say, like, yeah, there are God-given roles, and I'm agreeing with you on these things, but it's just like, I'm just kind of unraveling a little bit more. It's like, to see how far we've fallen? Do you see how far we've Once gone down?
4: Well, uh, again, uh, they will pay these women for every child they have. Yeah, yeah. That and did. then if a man lives with them, they cut it off. That's right. I mean, what kind of logic is that? It's government logic. It's like putting alcohol... In your guests well, yeah. and mixing it up and say and get less mileage you know it's yeah, great. that doesn't make sense. yeah um ethanol and all that
0: anyways yeah no um i i'd be a full proponent for um giving huge tax breaks to uh families that want to have mom stay at home and take care of the kids mm-hmm. i would love to see that but you won't probably see that anytime soon oh, um, or or give a what was that? i think i think somewhere i think it's in hungary or Poland or something like that. In Hungary, they have a, they have, they passed a law with the government they have, and the prime minister they have, whatever. They're predominantly Christians, right? And they passed a law along the lines of saying, you know, if you have any debt, uh, what is it? If you have any debt as a married couple, as a husband and wife, when you have five children, the government will pay your debt off. I was like, that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> it's like, that's "Terrible." no, it sounds, I think it's, no, and there are stipulations that there cannot be divorce and there cannot be all these yeah, other but things. Is, you know. That's still the government interfering with the family. No, 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 the government is, no, the government they is, in that sense, troops, listen to me, y'all, <laughs> the government in that sense is encouraging a family our government is not our, our government thing. no yeah. our government is saying get the dad out of the house we're going to pay you for all the kids you have you and it incentivizes that
2: You get a cut on the income tax Yeah. the more, de- more dependents you have you get a bigger cut on your income tax yeah. yeah
0: but if that's the case I I mean I still know plenty of people who have all these kids and they're still on WIC you know it's just like how is that How, how is how is that helpful I mean, they're also taxing them in other ways that we probably don't see. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is that we could do more. I'm not saying what Hungary is doing is altogether all that great. What I'm saying is that there are ways to incentivize having intact families, and we are not doing it. No, yeah. We are not doing it, right? We could do more. And the government, you, might, you yeah. may want to say keep the government out of these things, but in terms of like incentivizing good, good behavior, that's exactly what Romans 13 talks about. Yeah, the government's not going to incentivize
4: You show me one program that incentivizes good behavior on the populace by
0: the government. Oh, it's, they're all yeah. negative. Yeah. Every one of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we're not going to go down that road right now. But what I'm trying to say... Politics? No, what's that? No, I do. I do, but only politics informed by religion. <laughs> what I'm trying right, to say the is... the two
4: opposite poles. Religion and politics. No.
0: No. yep, No, they're not. Anyways... <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to throw that out there This is a fun discussion, I love it We can, we can probably have another whole Bible study on this so. Well, the
2: other thought I had you know, When you yeah. watch any kind of a TV Whether it be uh, the old Law and the Family Or the Simpsons or whatever It's always the man of the house that's a bumbley Isn't he? Yeah, that's
0: mm-hmm. yeah, true The dad is always a laughing stock yeah, um, On these TV watch. shows Yeah, And mom, yeah. Is, mom is the wise sage Who keeps everybody together um, Not even a lot nowadays. It's the kids. Mm. Yeah, they're
1: they're trying to promote the kids as the parents are these dumb idiots that don't know what's going yeah. on, and yeah. the kids are the ones that come and save the day because you know they <laughs> parents, have more are than parents. Parents, parents are too dumb. Parents are too dumb. Yeah, and it's 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 almost like they're trying to knock authority of any kind yeah you don't don't respect authority of any kind yeah and who's the highest it's God who's the next highest man yeah and so let's knock them down and we don't have any authority yeah then we can all be equal
0: yeah yeah you know it's 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 kind of funny and' I'll, and I'll say this last part and then we'll move on because it, it it kind of leads into our next part about false doctrine um yeah that when it comes to roles of women in the church, you'll see, like I've said before, a lot of mainline denominations have gone into just saying, well, a woman is, you know, oftentimes a woman is more qualified, you know, more capable or more able of fulfilling the pastoral office and all the duties that the pastor calls for than a man is. And you, and you still have to say, yeah, but it's not given for her to do that. You know, it doesn't matter if she's the best speaker in the world. If she, if she, um, resolves conflict really great or, or preaches a great sermon, she's not given to be a pastor. And the, and, and the problem is, is that it's really kind of funny seeing these churches that have women pastors because, and when I say it's funny, it's, it's pretty sad. Actually, I, 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 I really enjoyed watching, uh, what I did, I mean, it was a long service, like long pomp and circumstance of the Queen's funeral, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it was very interesting to watch. I, th- I, I loved all the processions and all, and to see just the absolute devotion to precision on all these different things. But you know what was really interesting? In that cathedral, all the women in the pews, or the chairs, or whatever, they were all Being very traditional in that setting, wearing hats. You know the only women who weren't wearing hats? The Americans. The ones in the clergy robes.
4: Oh, really? Because
0: they were dressed like men. Think about that Mm -hmm. one for a minute. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Didn't <laughs> yeah. when you see the women in in the in their their you know the albs and the 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 clerical shirts and everything like that, they're not wearing any head coverings because that's not part of the attire of the clergy because the clergy are men. Think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. That's a kind of interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't even have picked up on that. All. Yeah. Well, and, and, and plus, like. It's not in style now to wear the robes in common, you know, culture. But that's you know, those are the vestiges we have from our ecclesiastical um, heritage. That you know, these these things, these priestly robes, quote unquote, right? These these clerical robes, clergy robes, were are for men. Men wear these things, and for women to wear these things, it literally is. You know, a bunch of transvestites running around. You know, I mean, really, it's well, it, <laughs> you know,
2: wearing hats is one thing, but I still can't uh,
0: stomach a woman who shaves her head. It's it's I, it, it's definitely something that takes you back. You kind of go, "Ooh, that's it's pretty pretty stark," you know. Um, so I, I say all that. Just think about that because. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's the role of a man to be a pastor, to be in the clergy. Um, and and an, 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 another note, oftentimes when you meet women, quote unquote, pastors or clergy persons, as one of my professors used to say, um, when you meet a woman clergy person, she's doing all she can to act like a man in some instances, yeah. right, to assert authority. It, and, and a lot of times it's it's very unbecoming. Mm-hmm. It's not very ladylike. <laughs> I'm sorry, but what else? What else? What else? Are you gonna say? Um, so so it's one of those things. that's just like it's just. But we've gotten so accustomed to seeing it elsewhere, and we've seen. You know, I I even had um, we we visited a, a, a Missouri Synod church. Um when when Amelia and I were engaged and, and it was out in Houston, and I won't say which one or anything like that. It doesn't really matter, I guess, but I'm not gonna say it. But there was there was one layman who came up to us was like, hey, how's it going? It's good to see you. I can't even remember the guy's name. I remember seeing him around a lot, but um he came up to me and, and he's 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 like, So you're gonna be a pastor? I was like, yeah. And at the time um at the time uh, my wife was planning on being a deaconess, you know. So she's a deaconess student, and 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 he was just like, "So what? So how are things going?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to be a pastor." And and she's at the seminary too, training to be a deaconess. And and he just looks right at her and just goes, "Like, oh, do you want to be a pastor too?" is a Missouri Synod guy, like not a pastor but a layman, saying, "Do you want to be a pastor too?" And both of us just go, "No, no, no, no." No, and I said, "Yeah, we're Missouri Synod. We don't have that, you know." And I thought it's like, it's like, "Wow, I wonder how many people don't think that's a thing, or are very ignorant of the fact that that's not that's not what we do, or that's not what we should do as you know people who follow the Bible." So
1: I've never heard of a Deaconess in the Missouri Synod.
0: They're kind of a new office that's popped up that's become more prominent recently, um, and in a lot of ways. And in, in a lot of ways, they can be very helpful. What I don't think is very helpful is that we have, in the Missouri Senate at least, not done a very good job of defining exactly what a deaconess is or does. Um, and uh, I personally do not think that it is a good idea to encourage young, unmarried, marriageable women to to seek out being a deaconess. I think a deaconess is much more in the realm of an older woman who is married or um, unmarried or, you know, just doesn't have kids in the house, right? If the woman is 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 a bit older and she has the time to devote the service of the church, you don't always find that. So I don't want anybody to, like, get really upset with me about saying that that's, that, that's my preference, but it's like, I think that in order to devote your time to the church, you need to have things kind of cleared off. And so if there are young women who are seeking to be deaconesses, um, oftentimes it, can, it has a potential to not go so well um, in the sense that it keeps them from attending to their family if they have one or something like that, um, which people will say, oh, you just want them barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen, don't you? And I say, well... <laughs> sure go ahead and lob that at me I guess <laughs> I don't know what to tell you uh, but but it's one of those things it's like no I would encourage I i i encourage young people of a marriageable age to get married you know and unless you have the gift which St. Paul says that it is a gift that you don't have those you know desires to uh, act out your you know lusts and passions in a uh, Sexual way, right? Um, but it's just like not a lot of people have that gift. So I would encourage a lot of people to get married and to and if God blesses them with children, have as many as God will bless you with. I think it's wonderful. That's it's what is desperately needed in our day and age. So, anyways, um, yeah, the deaconesses is, is um, it's a whole other can of worms. Um, but like I said, I'm not I'm not opposed to it. I just think within certain instances, it's better than others so yeah have you heard the have you
3: heard
1: about italy's new female prime minister
0: uh yeah
1: have you listened to anything that she's spoken yep Mm -hmm. she promotes family Mm -hmm. and god Mm -hmm. and have the baby not abort the baby yep good and family units Mm-hmm. And all that kind of stuff.
0: Now if only we could find a man to say those things. I <laughs> <laughs> am not. her, but I'm like no yeah, I, know. I agree with you. I agree with her and I, I think that's 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 fantastic and, and, yeah. and if she's the prime if she's Italian if, if she's the Italian prime Minister, that's better than, you know, and, um, you know a man and, who's saying the opposite things. And then but, the people that uh, she at the same says time. that
1: are, like, condemning families and promoting abortion and all that, she said, shame on you, you should be ashamed of yourself.
0: Yeah, I just, I just think it's kind of interesting that we have you, have, you have a lot of these women standing up and you don't have a whole lot of men standing up and saying the same
1: thing. And it's sad. I mean, it's, yeah. so why are the men not doing that?
0: chicken well why does why why did deborah do what she did in the bible because the men wouldn't because there's men wouldn't do it but not only that because god gave her that task specifically to shame the men <laughs> to shame the men for not doing what they should do you know,
1: but it's sad that the men are not stepping up and doing it. It is work. sad.
0: They that's to... that's why with whatever men we have and whatever boys we have, we need to do all that we can to build them up because the world is trying to tear them down. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, they're Sons of Solomon, send them to they Sons of it. Solomon.
4: Huh? They're viciously attacked when they say something like that.
0: Yeah. Well and you know what? Send them to Sons of Solomon. We'd love to have them come on and, and join us for prayer and, and knowing what it means to be a godly man. You know, those things are good. Um all right, let's keep going. So, warning against false doctrine. Like I said, it kind of, what I had to say kind of leads into this, right? Warning against false doctrine. As he concludes, Paul reinforces the importance of being faithful to what he has taught us in this epistle. Earlier, Paul admonished the congregation to accept one another. How is the situation referenced in chapter 16, verses 17 through 18 different? How's it different? So just for reference, no. yeah, just for reference, verses 17 through 18 uh, is where Paul says, Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned, and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. So how is this different?
2: Oh, I got you. Don't accept the people who are leading your people astray.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's where we are right there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so don't accept the people who are trying to lead the people astray. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that?
1: Like our president.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's my opinion. You were just thinking that, Ed.
1: <laughs> he was thinking it. Yeah. Well, I said it. Yeah. That's my opinion.
0: <laughs> Ray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, I. I mean, why do you think? I. Why do you think there are so many uh, Roman Catholic uh, bishops who are who say that if if uh, the president came to their parish, they would deny them Holy Communion?
1: And and I give more power to them for standing. Yeah, up they should. Saying that they should say that. Yeah, they should. That's the same like thing they with Pelosi, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, they are they are imbibing in a doctrine of demons that mm-hmm. will lead them to hell if they don't repent, and and it's one of those things is like, well, that's part of what part of you know, um, it's basically like saying, uh, Lord, let this reception of your body and blood forgive all my sins, except that thing. I don't think is a sin. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, he stood up yeah.
1: there with his hand on a Bible and swore to, to do all these things in the name of God. And,
0: and he's well, turning around you know, and leading us. They, they Let's be very clear. They will not, you know, some will not commune him because of his stance on abortion, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I'm getting at. It's like, you know, you go to the rail and you go, well, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, look how hard they're fighting for that.
1: And and it just tells you, don't lead, don't follow people who are doing that. We shouldn't be following
0: him. Interesting. Well, in the church specifically, though, this is what he's.
1: Yeah. but.
0: No, I know what you mean. We shouldn't be following him in the sense that we should be doing all that we can to uphold the good where they're where where they're upholding the bad. Right. mm -hmm. Oppose, oppose as it is given to you to oppose as a. Good citizen, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't we don't want to show up to the White House with pitchforks and torches and things like that yeah. and drag him out and l- lynch him. Well, Nancy uh, Pelosi's
1: bishop wouldn't give her communion, so she went to the Pope, and he did it. Mm-hmm. I yeah, that. Isn't, it, isn't that funny? That's amazing.
0: Well, all the more reason for us as Lutherans to call the Pope Antichrist. So yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And let me be clear, not the Antichrist, but one who was against Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Anyways. um, So, yeah, these people that Paul is talking about in verses 17 through 18 of chapter 16, they're not just arguing over disputable matters, right? Uh, These are, there's room for saying, you know, oh, there goes, there goes Joe, uh complaining about the color of the carpet again. You know, but I'm not, as a pastor, gonna say, you know, Joe, if you keep complaining about that carpet, I am not gonna commune you. Right? We have to divide ourselves because you are clearly trying to lead us astray. That's not the way it works, right? This is this is more of those who would say something along the lines of, you know, uh, well, why don't we have women pastors? I mean, what's wrong with it? It's like no, 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 no. You need to really watch. What you need like these are things that are settled, right? That they're trying to say are really up for up for grabs. Discussion,
1: it's
0: not. No, it's not up for. Di- well, it's up for discussion, but only so far as long the discussion begins and ends. Well, this is what the Word of God says. It's
1: right. not up for debate, right? It's not up for not. debate.
0: It's up for discussion, but We're the discussion not. ends with saying, you "No, know, God's clear." God's clear about this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I think I think I had a conversation with somebody, um, and this 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 goes to why we don't have open f- fellowship and communion with other other denominations, right? It's like I, I had a conversation with somebody at, at a store one time. You know, I attract conversation sometimes with what I wear. Right, my clerical mm-hmm. collar just attracts people sometimes, and um, I talked to somebody who um, who goes to one of the other lutheran churches i won't say which one but they are just like they are like um uh so where do you serve and i I said oh um resurrection and they're like oh missouri synod Mm -hmm. yeah and and uh they said so what is the main difference between your church and our church and and you know we're we're both lutheran right and i said well kind of mm-hmm. so in name I, only I said I said well here's the difference between your your church and our church um, and I said said and this is this is just the the long and short of it our church actually upholds the entire bible as the authoritative word of god uh, and your church does it for certain things and they're just like well like what and I said well like women pastors and they said, oh, do you think God really cares about that?" And I said, "Well, yeah, he says it in his word. Obviously, he cares about it." And I said, "So, you know, you asked me and I answered." <laughs> I was just like I was and I was and they're just like, "Oh. Okay." And I, I I was trying to be as nice as I could, and I did not mean to be like any, you know, rude or anything like that, but they asked me and I was like, "Well, that's that's and I was trying to be very much like, "Well, that's really the biggest problem. I mean, that's that's a big divide there is that we'll say that well, the Bible says certain things about women pastors that you just don't have. That they're just not a thing. And, you're, and your church wants to say, well, that's something we disagree with the Bible on. And I, I don't know if you have the right to say that. And they're just like, well, I don't think God really cares about that. Do you? And said, yeah, he said it. Mm-hmm. Well, why? how do you think he doesn't care about these things?
1: And that makes me think, Is yeah. that person ever read the Bible? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, at they're least just... not that part you know right. they're, they're just going to church cuz it's a big social group you know and well they
0: may have other you know I, I don't want to like like I'll try to be as charitable as I can they may be they may be going to the right they may be going for the right reasons you know and that's that's not to say that there aren't Christians in other churches that are not Missouri Synod right mm-hmm. people have their own and people in the Missouri Synod have reasons of going to church that they shouldn't have reasons for right mm-hmm. uh, so it's one of those things of like yeah when it comes to fellowship with like it says in the next question, what implications does this verse have for our 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 fellowship with Christians who deny biblical truth? Um, and when it means fellowship, it doesn't mean like can we be friendly with them? Can we have them over for dinner sometime? It means communion. It means um, having it. It, it means what we've come to say, like altar and pulpit um, fellowship, right? Mm-hmm. Where their pastor can come over to our church and preach, and I can go over to theirs and preach. We used to We used to. Well, you know, and the ALC, that was, that was a very short-lived communion. Very short-lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, what, like a year or so? Or like a year or two that we had fellowship with the ALC, officially at least before they started having, um, before they had women's ordination. And then, and then we said, well, we're going to put a pause on this. And because of that Wells left, you know, they broke fellowship with us and all these things like that, which is really sad because it's like, I would much rather, I would love to be in fellowship with the Wells on some level Mm because we are friends in so many ways and it's a shame we're not anymore. No, it's it's just a shame how we break down. I think though we might someday mend that divide on some level. I pray for it, honestly. I think that we should be praying for unity and not unity and not unnecessary division, right? Uh, but there must be division amongst us so that we know who is genuine. That's what Saint Paul says in Corinthians, right? So, I don't know that question.
2: I did. it is struck me the wrong way. You know, a fellowship okay. with Christians who deny the biblical truths. Those who deny a biblical truth are not Christians. Yeah. It, well, you know. Yeah. Where do you? I mean, <laughs> what that question is ridiculous to me.
0: I know it's it's very true. Uh, where do you, where do you have, where do you draw the line? You know, um, because it's not just a matter of you know us. You know, the Missouri Synod versus the uh, the liberal Lutherans or whatever Um, it's it's a matter of us versus like the Baptists or you know uh, Pentecostals or whatever Um, and we've we've typically drawn the line at do they confess the Holy Trinity um which is, I don't know if that's altogether all that helpful, because it's like, well, if you confess the Holy Trinity, how do you deny all these other parts of doctrine and scripture and yada, yada, yada? But it's it's one of those things of like, you know, um, I, guess, I guess it takes discernment. That is a good question. That's, that's a good point. Uh, Christians who deny biblical truths. But, I mean, can you deny the biblical truth of... Uh, the the real presence of Christ's body and blood in the Lord's Supper and still be a Christian? I I think hmm. technically, yes. Should you? No. Right? I mean, but that is to say, if that's the prerequisite, like if that's the, the, the drawing line, then you say, well, Baptists aren't Christians then. You yeah, know? that's a good counterpoint. Something like that. I mean, it's like, well, they are in error. They are in they are, in, uh, they are imbibing in, 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 in false understandings of God's word to the point where it could lead them astray in a bad, bad sense, right, uh, eternally.
2: I met someone once who said, it was talking about communion in the real presence, and he said, well, we know that's true because God can't do that. And I said, you think, well, I was thinking this out. I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Did you just say God can't do something?
0: Mm-hmm. If that's who you
1: think God is, we're not worshiping the same God.
0: At the very least. At the very least, you know. Because because it's one of these things of like, you know, it's... It, it's it's the whole thing of we don't we don't know somebody's heart. They may be mistaken. That is where Satan is really pulling on the yarn and pulling on the thread to unravel their faith entirely. But the thing is, is that at the very least, we can be like Luther with uh, Zwingli. You will know the story. Um, there was another Swiss reformer, Zwingli, uh, Ulrich Zwingli. Um, he had a camp in uh, Switzerland that that wanted to rebel against Rome and things like that. And, and so he sat down with Luther to see if they could hash out and say, like, can we come to a common confession so we can join join together and, and be united in this? And they talked about different points of doctrine, and then, then they got the Holy Communion. And uh, Zwingli kept talking about it as if it was symbolic or representational of the body and blood of Christ— and Luther kept saying, is, 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 and eventually he like, he wrote on the tablecloth the word that it is, so that every time, every time he started saying represents, symbolizes, he kept going, he he, he, he kept pounding the table, because he got tired of saying it over and over again. He kept pounding the table and said, is, 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 you know, and it came to the point where... Sometimes we just have to say, like he did with Zwingli, he said, we are of a different spirit. We're of a different spirit. Now, you know what that really means, though? <laughs> uh, if there's only two kinds of spirits, and we have the Holy Spirit, and somebody is of an other spirit, what spirit do you think that is? Well, I'm now. Mm, if there's only two... <laughs> Right, there's a Holy Spirit, and there's you know the other guy, the unholy spirit. right. yeah, so it's like wait at the very least you can say that guy that you were talking to is like, God can't do that. It's like you're being heavily influenced by the enemy mm-hmm. right now. you are you are more of his spirit than not at the very least, right um, So yeah, it, uh, you know what? That's a good point though, Christians who deny biblical truths um well, the other yeah, thing I don't have know. is
2: there's a lot of people that like to wear the Christian badge. Mm. I think the worst are uh, daycares. They're all Christian daycares. Do you think they're actually Christian or not? I, doubt it. I don't
0: know. I mean, what does it matter? <laughs> On some level, it's, right? It's a good marketing tool. To I guess so. It can be. Yeah, it can be. It's like
1: Christian Automotive Center.
0: Yeah, Christian Brothers. I, hey, it's a great place to take a car, but yeah. I mean... I, I, you know, if they didn't do business as well as, you know, uh, Napa or whatever, I'd go to Napa over the Christian Brothers Automotive. It did not matter to me. I, mean, I need my car fixed. And just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're necessarily going to get my business. Right? right? Yeah. So that's just kind of funny. Um, so, yeah, Christian daycares. It's like, how about you just run a good daycare? Yeah. And you can all have Christians. That's great. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing I would like to point out. Yes. What implications... In verse eighteen, mm-hmm.
2: you know, by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. So don't be naive. Know the Bible yourself, and then you can watch out
1: for the people who are trying to leave you astray. Right. It's like the guy in the grocery store. Oh, really? It says that. Yeah. Apparently, he
0: hadn't Apparently,
1: he hasn't read the Bible. He has not read it.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's yeah, it's that's a very good point. I mean, and we have to be on guard. We have to. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we can't. We can't just be. Like Saint Paul says in Ephesians, like children tossed tossed to and fro by every wind and wave of doctrine, right? We are supposed to stand firm on the rock of Christ, and that has, you know, all sorts of implications elsewhere too. So yeah, we can't be naive about these things. We can't be. We can't remain simple. And that's why you're here, right? That's why you're in this classroom. You want to learn more. You want to know more, so that you'll be able to uh, extinguish the fiery darts of the enemy as St. Paul says, right? Um, Because of the word of God and his authority, yeah? But um, yeah, don't be naive. And and, and for the sake of that person who is teaching falsely so that you may call them to repentance, right? Not just merely kick them out because you just want to see them gone. You want to see them restored. At least as Christians, we should we want to see them restored and brought back into communion but if there's somebody if there's somebody that you hear in church you know out you know wherever you go to church with them and they say things like you know i don't know what the big fuss about homosexuality is mm-hmm. or they say things like you know what's wrong with transgenderism just let them be who they want to be or they say well you know i think that the whole the overturning of Roe v Wade was just a horrible thing it was a horrible it was a sad day for women you probably need to go to that person and say listen what you're saying is very troubling in fact it's 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 very it's contrary to god's word mm-hmm. and you need to be really careful and you know hopefully call them to repentance and if and if they won't well i mean that's there's all sorts of ways to go about that right but it's all for their sake it's all for the sake of their repentance but like he says you know um Note them and avoid them. Mark and avoid. Yeah. Um, lest lest you think yourself wise, but only, but actually be simple and be drawn away in some sense too. Right. Any other thoughts on that before we move on? The last question. Nope. Okay. So last question. Um, how does chapter sixteen? Romans 16, verses 25 to 27, serve as a summary of everything Paul has proclaimed in this epistle. And what comfort and encouragement do these verses uh, provide for you? What do they offer? Yeah. What kind of encouragement do uh, these verses um, bring or offer? The Bible is the truth.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. The Bible is the truth, and what else? Anything else? Faith is established it's true. by God. Faith is established by God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of Christ, hearing the word of God. The Bible is the truth, and it is authoritative right it is it is um it's more than that it's more than uh without error it is more than it is more than just inspired which are those are big things right Mm -hmm. is inspired is without error is infallible uh it is also effective or um or um yeah uh or um Efficacious, I should say. So the word of God always accomplishes what it sets out to do. Yeah, if we it doesn't listen and
1: do what it says. It does.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that includes the law and the gospel, right? All things together. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, the word of God. Uh, he, he, you know, Paul. Paul begins by explaining the gospel and its revelation as the fulfillment of the prophetic writings. Right. Romans is full of these. You know, him. Harkening back to the Psalms and the prophets and things like that to say this is this is a this is what God wants. This is what God has said, and this is the truth. This is the gospel. Um, and you know, he concludes with an appeal to support his uh, travels and his mission to all the Gentiles. Right? Um, so, how how can this provide any comfort and encouragement? The uh, the fact that the Bible is true and that God produces faith and all these things. How is that comforting and encouraging? And to me, it takes the questions away. It answers the questions.
1: Yeah. You know, so I don't have to worry about it.
0: Yep. Okay. It clarifies things. Mm-hmm. It's what we would call... Uh, the perspicuity of scripture, which means just the clarity of scripture, that I know I know Hebrew and Greek. I know Greek a little bit better than Hebrew at this point in time. Uh, I need to brush up on my Hebrew. But you don't need to know Greek and Hebrew to understand the clear meaning of what the scriptures say about certain things. They can be made more clear on certain things, but they are ultimately clear for what ex- exactly what you need to know from them. Yeah. So in that way, that's very comforting, right? You don't, you don't have to be some—I mean, it's, if you, if you want to be a Bible scholar, that's great. but You don't necessarily need to have that qualification to understand what God is trying to say to you. Mm-hmm. That I, as a pastor, can be held—I uh, can, I can be held responsible by a 10-year-old boy. If he hears me preach something that's wrong, he can come up to me and say, Pastor, what you said wasn't right because the Bible clearly says this. And I go, oh well, wow. forgive me. You're right, you know? And But he's, he's 10 years old. He's not, I mean, I should be much more, you know, advanced than he is, but he has the right to call me out for that, you know? Or at least admonish me respectfully. Say, Pastor, did you mean to say that or something like that, right? But I can be held
2: responsible when we first moved here, we went to a church, and uh, the preacher was, he would make mistakes every once in a while, and after a service, I'd come up there and tell him, hey, you, this is not right, or when you said something wrong, or whatever. <laughs> after, after about six or eight of those, I was, you yeah, know, I'm just going to give you a red flag, and you can throw it up while I'm preaching. <laughs> so I lost all respect for that guy.
0: Oof. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really unfortunate.
4: But. I think our religion
0: was meant to be simple. Okay.
4: Because, you know, we're learned people nowadays compared to 100 years ago or I think so? <laughs> we're, all, we're all very intelligent Oh, yes. Yeah. But in I love the old okay. days, a lot of people, in fact, the majority of people couldn't even read the Bible. Mm-hmm. They had to rely on the priest, mm-hmm. or the preacher, to tell them what it said. Yep. And I think God wants it to be simple, that we believe he gave us this book. We can read it, which I've read it several times, but Mm. we can read it. We should take from that the knowledge that we can get. But it's, it's, it's so simple. You know, the whole thing goes down to one or two little items, you know, that we were a bad world. He created, and the devil came down here and messed us all up, got us all, like I said, in Job, you know, he's down here messing with everybody. Mm-hmm. And he said, I gotta figure out a way to straighten these guys up so I can have them back. So what he did was he had Jesus killed for us, the mm-hmm. sacrifice, and it's that simple. And we we treat, you know, it's, it's man's inclination to take Ten Commandments make three thousand laws, right? Mm-hmm. We're right. so going to we, mess it up. And yeah, we we're, mess- it we're messing with everything. We're looking for yeah. things to show the other people out and stuff like that. Um, I'm accepting of uh, people as they are. I'd like to convince them differently, and I've I've had a lot of Christians that work for me hmm? in my business, and hmm. I would, if they were Christians and they hmm. were off on some tangent, I would try to bring them back, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn them off, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't scoff, sure. you know, yeah. I'd try to convince them that my mm-hmm. way, or the highway, you <laughs> know, yeah. it'd be my way It's correct, and yeah. you know, you may not agree with it, but is, religion should be simple for us simple people. Well, yeah, but like, my, my, I baptized my father-in-law on his deathbed, yeah. there was two ordained Methodist preachers in the room. Well, there's your problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I'm with my brother-in-law, and, um... and I said, hey, have you, have we baptized him? Has he wanted to be, have you asked him, you know? No, and yeah. I don't, I don't think he was baptized, and uh, so I sent my wife, my servant wife, she went down and got a <laughs> cup of water. Your help out of, yeah. Out the fountain. And the hymnal, yeah. And, and I uh, baptized him right there, and yeah. they were astonished.
0: Pretty simple, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Because you know, the, he didn't even acknowledge, wasn't acknowledging anybody who was in the room. But I asked him. I said, Earl Wagner, do you accept Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior? He opened his eyes as clearly as he could, looked me right up in the eyes. He hadn't, he not he, he, he would not even look at anybody because he was going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh I could tell he meant, he wanted to say yes, so then I baptized him. And if he's up there and I see him again, I'll know it's because I helped him to
0: <laughs> Well yeah, well you you you're obedient to the God's word, you know, you kept it simple. It's simple. Well so so but the thing is though, is that it can be as simple or as complex as you want to make it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So it is supposed to be simple. You're right, salvation should be very simple how we live as Christians should be very simple. Just simpler. do what God says to do as a Christian I and mean, you live the way a Christian should live. It's even simpler. Treat others as you'd be treated, as you would like to be treated right. the golden rule. I mean, that's, that's that what is it's all about. That is the law. But I mean, that's not a, I mean, the law is good, right? Um, and so for us to get into this whole thing, of like, well, that's legalistic. To say, it's like, well, we got to live somehow. You got to talk about how you live, you know. Yeah. And, and legalism is to say, do these things and you'll be saved. We're saying we're saved, therefore we do these things. That's the complete opposite of legalism. So yeah, it's super simple, um, and, and it should remain simple. But sometimes you got to get in the mud and and. Unwind people's faulty logic or false understanding well, of things. Luther you
4: know? provided us with a Bible as you could read. I mean, that was only five hundred years ago. I mean, before that yeah. time, yeah. nobody had any ability the to read. scribes,
0: scribes. <laughs> or or like before the printing press, like you had to have yeah. these Yeah, I mean, that was when it, handwritten 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 handwritten. Handwritten. it happened it was five hundred yeah. years
4: ago. Yeah. But these scribes and stuff had to write, copy yeah. the Bible yeah. from another Bible. They would copy and. And they'd spend a lifetime. It was very expensive. Yeah, they'd spend a lifetime doing that. Right. To make another
0: Bible. Right. But uh, I think it's I think it should be simple. And uh, well, it is simple. I mean, a man is a man. A Woman is a woman. God says that we have these roles. God says exactly. certain things about Jesus. Yep. God says certain things about this, that, or the other, and and we should we should pay attention to that and heed that. Well, we we take a, a, a part of a script, not the, us,
4: but I mean the well, others. Like yeah. uh, speaking in tongues, that's what—that's the most. Yeah, well, we're not straight up, that. I know, but I mean, to me, <laughs> that's so straight up because I've known a lot of people that believe in that yeah. stuff. I have uncles that are Pentecostal preachers with all that stuff, and I tell them, I said, "Look, speaking in a tongue in the Bible sense, it means talking another language. You yeah. ain't out here babbling and and, and saying yeah. that's uh, you're speaking in tongues. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's not the what tongues of angels stuff. Yeah,
0: it means you're
4: speaking." So people can understand you. Yeah,
0: yeah. So and there's and that's simple, right? It's a simple, simple. explanation. Simple. Very you know, simple. So, but but the other thing also is that is that there is also though. If I'm going to push back a little bit, Frank, it, it should be simple, and yet we should not remain uh, without. We, we we shouldn't cease to grow in our understanding of the faith either, right? So some people might say, well, I just want to keep it simple, and a faith like a child, faith like a child. And you go, okay, so we should look at what the writer, the author of Hebrews says. He's like, I, I, I wish I could go on from talking about things like baptism, but apparently I can't. <laughs> it's like, so I'm going to keep going back because you need to hear, because you can't take the meat yet. You only, you're, you're stuck on the milk diet, right? And so it's like but there's always this 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 encouragement that even though it is simple cuz the proverbs those are super simple. You read them and you go, "Well, that's a no-brainer," but you can dive deeper. And really we should. Right? We should it's a dive lifelong process. It is a lifelong endeavor to be made holy in the sight and of God for you. the sake of Christ. Correct. Yeah. So, I just want to make sure that I was clear on that. It's like it's super simple, Yet we should always strive to know more and to understand deeper and deeper, as 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 much as God has given us the gift to do so. Okay. Right, yeah. Because I think some people might hear what you say and say, "Well, yeah, it's simple. So why do I got to go? Why do I, why do I have to go to Bible study?" Well, if you were I go to talking to the
4: heathen, and let's say we were in the jungles of South America, something okay. you came to mind, and Amen. you were talking to somebody about religion, <laughs> you would try to. Keep it simple, right? Absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. You, know, you have to start somewhere, and, and so you're talking about like evangelism things yeah. like that. Yeah yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah. You meet people where well, they are mean, and you we talk to
4: them. Study the Bible. I mean, we're supposed to study the Bible. I mean, that's their thing.
0: What I'm saying is that some people might take that the wrong way, and, and yeah. sometimes they do. So they they take that thing that's meant for evangelism and apply it to their entire life as a Christian. Mm-hmm. It's like that's 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 not how this works. Um, All right, so any other thoughts on on Paul's uh, summary at the end of chapter 16 there? Before we close.
3: Um,
2: Well, you know, he made all these comments at the end, you know, and all these people or whatever. Sometimes it's good to give people uh, acknowledgement or thanks or something, too, you know, like he was doing at the end. That's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean show appreciation and gratitude for how God has worked through them and things like that, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good that's a good thing to keep in mind, for sure. Any other thoughts before we close?
1: I think it's been a good discussion. Good. Romans. I've always liked Romans.
0: Good. I'm glad. Um. Well, uh, that's the end of our study on Romans. If nobody else has anything to add for right now, we can their there. Uh, words to remember. And what a, what, a, what a great bunch of words they are. <laughs> I urge you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. Romans 16, 17. Um, with that, uh, <clears throat> we will be next time, next, next week, we're going to meet again, and we're going to start going to the book of Habakkuk. So and it's, and it's a fun, fun name to say, isn't it? Habakkuk. Um, it's only three chapters. We have four weeks until Thanksgiving. So, this first, so next week, we'll, I'll, I'll have prepared everything to kind of talk about the context and the place and the time and everything like that that Habakkuk is writing and, and being God's prophet in that sense. And then after that, we'll get into a chapter a week. And get through it pretty quick, you know, four four weeks or so, and uh, then we'll have Thanksgiving, and then we get straight into Advent. So, but thank you all for joining, joining me and everybody else for going through this study on Romans. It's been it's been really good. It's been a lot of good discussion. Have you learned anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned some
1: stuff about. Don't you know
0: <laughs> you're supposed to learn? That's not my job. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yes. Yeah. No. I've, I've, I've at the very least learned learned y'all's y'all's understanding, and and y'all have, y'all have helped me with deeper understanding in other ways too. So that's that's always the benefit of being a teacher is, is that you you learn from the people that you teach in ways you didn't expect. That's very much appreciated, um, and it wouldn't happen if y'all weren't actually here. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, with that, how about let's go ahead and, and close with the Lord's Prayer. So, uh, taught by our Lord and trusting His promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.
3: Give us this day our daily
2: bread, and forgive us our trespasses,
0: as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.